you decide to head out to your favorite local bar. But this time, instead of just you and your partner going, you've decided to bring along the kids. To a bar? Come on. Well, that's exactly what the intent was for those individuals who were invited to come to Anderson Distillery and Grill in Roanoke, Texas. It was on a Saturday back in August of 2022 when the bar decided to have a kid-friendly drag show brunch. So if you decided to go to that and you took your kids along with you, when you arrived, you perhaps would have thought twice about going into the bar. Because outside the bar were protesters. Protesters on both sides, those who were angry and trying to shut down the event. And on the other side, there were counter-protesters who were making sure that individuals who came to the event could go inside. But both sides, those opposing the event and those supporting the event, both sides were armed. So would you have gone in? Would you have taken your kids inside? I mean, forget about the event itself. Just exposing your kids to the swearing and the yelling and the, and the signs that were prevalent. Well, this was never the intent of the bar. Anderson's Distillery and Grill, they put up a Facebook post, and you'll see it right now on your screen. And it says, it was never my intention, this is the owner speaking, to host an event that would result in controversy, hate, and divisiveness. But it was my intention to welcome people from all walks of life. He goes on and describes that the drag show itself would follow these guidelines. There would be no foul language, no sexual content, no erotic behavior, performers will be fully clothed, and the music will not contain explicit lyrics. Well, one of the reasons why the owner of Anderson's Bar and Grill decided to do this is the owner's son is a drag queen. And at the very end of this Facebook post, he says, but first and foremost, I'm a parent. I'm a parent who loves and supports my children in whatever they do. So this appears to be, on a Saturday morning, a very family-friendly event. But because it involves people dressing in drag, there was an effort to shut it down. But this isn't just happening in Roanoke, Texas. It's happening literally throughout our nation. In the year 2023, right now, since January 1, there have been at least 26 bills introduced in 14 different states taking aim at drag events. Those who are supporting and writing these bills, introducing them, are Republican legislators. And it's happening here locally. It's happening here in Arizona. A local newspaper had the following headline, Arizona Republicans approve bill to criminalize, quote, evil drag shows. That was put out on February 2nd, 2023, just a month ago. 
The bill, which is Senate Bill 1028, says the following. A person may not engage in an adult cabaret performance either in a public property or, this is the, this is the interesting one, in a location where the adult cabaret performance could be viewed by a minor. Basically, you can't do it anywhere because you never know when a kid might pop up. So, again, but adult cabaret, what does that have to do with drag shows? Well, in the past, adult cabaret was limited to topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, strip clubs. These are places that the place of business have to have a particular license because it's adult-oriented. But now they have put under the title adult cabaret drag performers, drag shows, and again, this is where it's interesting, male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appears to a purient or an obscene sexual material interest or other similar entertainers. So basically, they have, in this bill, tried to expand the def definition of adult cabaret performances. So it doesn't matter if it's on public property or anywhere else. If it is viewed by a minor, even if it wasn't the intent to have minors present, the first violation is a misdemeanor, and after that, it's a low-class felony. Kern, Senator Kern, who introduced and chairs the committee that this bill came out of, he says the following, I appreciate the people reading the Bible here because that is the only way we're going to be able to push back on this evil, honestly. Well, Kern introduced the bill, he said, primarily because he was trying to protect children. He doesn't want children exposed to drag shows, to drag queens. Again, this is a bill that he believes is addressing an underlying issue regarding this whole idea because it's a problem that addresses the problem of good versus evil. For Kern, dressing up in drag, a drag show, evil. And he is set on keeping children from being exposed to this evil. It is a form of grooming these drag shows. doesn't matter if it's an adult setting or if it's at a local library where there's drag uh, story hour. doesn't matter to him. It's just plain evil. So what's, what are we to do? Here is an individual, along with others throughout the Republican Party and throughout our nation, who are after the drag community because they believe that it is offensive to children and it is sexually harmful to children. But is that true? Is that the real reason that they're doing this? I'll tell you my opinion when I come right back after this short break.
So, how do you know if a person is in drag or not? How do you know? Well, first of all, understand the term drag. I'm going to give you a definition that I'm using on the podcast. Drag refers to the art form in which a person dresses in clothing and makeup to exaggerate femininity, masculinity, or other gender expressions. It's been going on for literally centuries, people dressing in drag. But the problem is these bills are out to attack the drag community at the drag shows. But the problem is, how do you know what is and what isn't drag? For example, how do we check if somebody is gallivanting around in a dress and makeup, how do you know if they are a man or not? What if a woman with more masculine traits is accused of being in drag? How do you know? How do you know just from appearances External appearances, how do you know if it's a person in drag or if it's actually a woman? The bigger issue is what if a trans woman is mistaken as a man and is accused of being in drag? Well, this again is the issue. Are they really focused upon children, which they say they are, or is it something underneath that? I personally think it's something underneath it. Because if they were truly focused upon children and children's well-being and protecting children from deviant behavior, from, if you would, sexuality, which is, seems to be right now the major focus of cultural wars, if they were concerned with that, what about children's beauty pageants? Look at this image on your screen, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. Look at this image. Why is it that there's no angry mob of men who are protesting children's beauty pageants? Isn't that kind of odd? I mean, look at the way these kids are dressed. These are young, not even adolescents, kids, kids who probably have not even gone through puberty. And they are being taught how to dress sexually, provocative, and act in a way that would be similar to those who are dressed in drag. So if there are individuals who are upset that kids are being sexualized by drag queens lip-syncing either to Liza Minnelli or Cher, shouldn't they be just as concerned by these little girls in that picture and what's happening to them? They are being sexualized. But it doesn't stop with beauty pageants. What about cheerleaders? Female cheerleaders. There was one individual who said that high school football, and he said the following, quoting him, boys show off athletic prowess while girls dance sexy for them. All you got to do is look at where, what cheerleaders wear. And it doesn't matter from the grade school to the high school to college to professionals. Those outfits they are wearing, they serve a purpose. They have an intent. 
And the way that they move, the way that young girls are being taught to move, fascinating thing happened. If you find this on YouTube, uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders went to a local high school to teach these young girls how to dance and how to do cheerleading. I, I mean, if you watch it, it's gyrating hips, teaching them how to do pelvic thrusts. If we are concerned of protecting our children from being sec overly sexualized. Why are we picking on drag queens? Why are we picking on drag shows? I mean, not when, when they tend to be more risque in these drag shows, kids aren't allowed. But when they're kid friendly, they are very careful on what is said and done, especially in libraries where we have the drag story hours. Well, again, like I said, this is happening in 14 states, and it's happening in Nebraska. An individual introduced a bill, LB-371, and it makes it a crime for children to attend a drag show. Well, once the bill was introduced, there was a progressive senator by the name of Megan Hunt, and she decided to fight back. And the way she decided to fight back was by amending the anti-drag bill to ban children. Are you ready for this? She amended this bill to ban children from attending vacation Bible study or any similar religious indoctrination camps. The amendment says the following, there is a well-documented history of indoctrination and sexual abuse perpetrated by religious leaders and clergy people upon children. Wow. Jeez. I, and again, I think she's doing this to, not to actually have the bill passed, but she's doing it to make a point. And the point is, again, if people are truly wanting to protect our children, should we think twice about them being exposed to religion? And especially settings where religious indoctrination occurs, and in particular, the possibility of being sexually abused goes up. So where does this happen? It happens at church camps, it happens at religious retreats, vacation Bible schools, church lock-ins, ch Christian youth conventions, all of these. These kids are being taught a particular way of looking at human sexuality, and there is a real possibility that they could end up being exposed to someone who truly is a pedophile. But again, it just is so sad because what's happening is that there are individuals who are accusing people who dress in drag as being pedophiles. Now, is there a possibility that there are individuals who dress in drag that are pedophiles? Yes, most definitely. That's a possibility. Is that the majority? No. But the same thing could be happened about, said about religious leaders, in particular clergy, ministers, priests. Look what's happening not only in the Catholic Church, but in the Protestant churches, where abuse continues to be covered up. 
she goes on in the amendment and says the following. No individual under 19 years of age shall be present at a religious indoctrination camp. Any person 19 years of age or older who knowingly brings an individual under 19 years of age to a religious indoctrination camp shall be guilty of a class one misdemeanor. This is absurd as the laws that this is amended to. And again, my question is, is the intent of these bills that are anti-drag, is their intent truly to protect children? If they were, would we allow children into Hooters, the restaurant? I mean, look at the way they're dressed. Should we prevent kids from and pass a law that says you can't take them into a restaurant or a facility where people are scantily dressed? I mean, they don't drag shows. They don't dress like this. They don't dress this way. The majority of them, no. Not only that, but what about movies? There's a reason why people rate movies, why the industry does this. You have PG-13, meaning it is not recommended for children under the age of 13. And then you have rated R. It is not recommended for children under the age of 17. But yet, how many parents choose to take their kids to movie theaters to watch PG-13 and rated R movies? How many parents allow their kids to watch it in their own home? Again, my question is, if these really were about child sexualization, would we not pass a law that says that if you have a kid in a rated R movie or a PG-13 movie, you are in violation of a law and guilty of a misdemeanor? That's why, to me, there's something else going on here, folks. There's something else happening. I think there's two possibilities, two possibilities of why these bills are so popular right now. Number one, politicians, I believe, are catering to their base. This is about politics. This is about creating fear. And the way to do that is say that they're attacking our children. That's why trans laws around children in school, that's why these are, are prevalent. One of the great ways to pass a bill and to get your, your base riled up is say, we're here to protect the children. We're here to protect the children because someone's after your children. That creates fear. But I think there's another reason for it. I think... These politicians and their constituents who support these bills, they're angry. And I think they're afraid. They are afraid and angry that drag queens and LGBTQ people are socializing free of shame and stigmatization. Drag queen has been around for centuries. LGBTQ plus individuals have been around for centuries. And yet, 
what we see now are more rights, acceptance of those communities, the LGBTQ plus community and drag queens, drag shows. And so, so now what we used to hide, what used to be in the closet is now out. And I think it's making people upset and I think it's making them afraid. And because of that, they want them back in the closet. They want to shame them. They want a stigma back upon them because of a lifestyle choice and not only a lifestyle choice. And that, I'm talking about drag queen there. A lifestyle choice, but this is more than this. This is about the core being of who people are. We're trying to shame people for who they are. That's why, to me, these laws against the drag shows are not, that isn't the real intent, in my opinion. I think it, they say it is. But as I've argued, if they were really frustrated and wanted to protect children from sexualization, there's many areas where you could do it a lot more and be a far more effective. But instead, they've chosen to pick on drag shows. Why can't we just let people be people? Why can't we let people live their lives? Ultimately, parents are going to decide what they want their kids exposed to. They're going to decide if they want them in beauty pageants. They're going to decide if they want them as cheerleaders. They're going to decide if they want them to see certain movies. They're going to decide if they're going to send them to religious camps. They're going to decide if they're going to let them go to Hooters. But that should be. The parents should decide. Parents should decide if their kids should go to a drag show or not. Not the government. But the politicians, some of them know that if they keep their base riled up, they'll get their vote. And in an effort to maintain or grab power, they are hurting people. If an individual who is trans, in particular, let's say a trans woman, and they are out in public, could they be arrested for violating this law when it comes to drag queens? Could they be accused of that? I think, yeah. These laws are so vague. There's so much room for them. Folks, there is a movement throughout our country and throughout our world of moving to the extreme right, an ultra-conservative movement. And that's shocking. And if we don't pay attention, if we don't speak up, if we don't become allies, we could see a lot of violence take place. We could see a lot of people who become discouraged and depressed and take their own life. This is not a game. This is people's lives. I hope you will take the time to look at these. 
And if you're a Christian, ask yourself, what is really important? When Jesus said that we are to love others, what was he what what does that have to do with this? I know there are some individuals would say, well, we're showing love for others by protecting our children. Well, we've talked about that, haven't we? But if we really love people, let's let people be who they are. Let us have equality. Let us have acceptance. Let us all be able to live our life to the fullest in the way that we choose, as long as we're not hurting other people. So, I would love to hear your ideas. Hopefully this has provoked you. Hopefully this has made you stop and think. Hopefully this will be something that you can talk to your friends about. And I would love to hear from you. I really appreciate your emails. It gives me a chance to, to reflect upon your thoughts, your ideas. And often I kind of alter my way of thinking because of those. So the email is down below. If you will email me, I'd love to hear from you and I will reply. Until then, have yourself a wonderful day. And no matter what you're doing out there, either today or the rest of this week, be safe out there. Until next time, take care.